Mick. Mick. Who's Mick? Who's Mick? Who's Mick? He's okay. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Wrestling. It's wrestling. 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 Professional wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Drop Mick Wrestling Podcast. Please check out dropmick.com for merchandise and for all of our links. And if you're looking for video, there is none this week. But generally speaking, there is a video podcast over on Patreon. The only reason why we're not doing video today is because the setup that me and Mercer had, because Monty isn't available, wasn't really appropriate for a camera, so we just didn't use one. So we just recorded the audio with one microphone, which does sound okay. doesn't sound exactly like this one, but sounds very similar to this one. So um, I'm going to kick off the show today with the AEW review. And then you're going to hear us talk about what we think is going to happen on AEW Revolution after the review. Because the review, or the preview, was recorded about six and a half hours ago. And the show ended about 30 minutes ago. So there's plenty of time to... uh to summarize what has happened but uh i'll i i i'll do my best to uh summarize it in about five to ten minutes and just give you the winners and losers and what i thought of the matches so as soon as that's over you can get into the fun portion of the podcast which is the conversation between me and mercer which is the first time one of these conversations are recorded so the aew aew review is now and then after that you're going to hear us uh immediately go into the conversation with uh with mercer so AEW Revolution finished about 25 minutes ago and overall was a good show and I really really enjoyed it and I feel like the wrestling that was on show was uh, of a very 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 high standard. Now if you're wondering I am doing this review just by myself and it's going to be a fairly fairly short one so um, I hope that you don't expect me to to sit here for 45 minutes dissecting each match but I will talk about the every match on the card. And give my honest opinion just so you can get some uh some inkling of how i'm feeling about about the show itself so um the show kicked off with daniel garcia and christian cage now weirdly before the show even kicked off renee paquette said three times that uh the main event was going to be uh the triple threat match the AEW world title triple threat match between swerve samoa joe and hangman and uh, that wasn't the case. The show ended with Darby Allen and Sting versus um, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, which I felt was the correct call. But uh, the show opened with uh, Christian Cage, who was the TNT champion or is the TNT champion, against Daniel Garcia. The match was very, very slow, but uh, good. And uh, Daniel Garcia unfortunately came up short due to outside interference, which seems to be a recurring theme for christian cage matches and they're all becoming um pretty much the exact same they're all very bloodline-esque in how they how they are but uh i feel like at this point that christian still has a lot of mileage with his current character and with his faction but i don't feel like the title is actually needed to do it at this point the whole point of him having the tnt title was because of the feud between him and luchasaurus and while the edge adam copeland and christian cage match finished with him cashing in the contract and everything i don't feel like he needs the title for this to actually be a successful feud or for his faction to be successful so it was a good match overall i felt like daniel garcia should have won and we could have maybe built him up from here towards the AEW title in the next year year and a half but unfortunately 
we aren't there yet. Unfortunate. So the second match on the card was uh, surprising, to be honest. It was uh, Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson who was who were the second on the card, and that was extremely surprising to me. But I'm all for it. Um, Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston consistently deliver with every match that they have, and this was no exception. This was absolutely class. So. Go out your way to watch it if you can. Eddie Kingston retained in this match. So Brian Danielson lost and Brian Danielson did shake his hand afterwards. So the Brian Danielson title elusiveness continues. The next match after that was the Orange Cassidy and Roderick Strong match, which I'm going to be very honest with y'all, nearly put me fully to sleep and Mercer also nearly to sleep. What we expected was one of two things. Either Cassidy gets steamrolled or it's going to be a 10-minute sprint and it turned into a 20-minute very, very, very slow match. And uh, I understand the psychology and the injury and not wanting to sell Orange Cassidy short. I get it. But uh, this match, uh, unfortunately, was a complete skip for me and uh, nearly put me to sleep. Uh, it nearly put me to sleep so much, uh, in fact, that as soon as he won it and we saw Kyle O'Reilly return, um, they started playing the next match's um, video package afterwards, which was FTR and Moxley and Claudio. And uh, I went home. I went home from, <laughs> from Monty's house and uh, I walked back home. And by the time I was home, I missed the first eight-ish minutes of FTR and BCC. So I paused it and I watched it and uh, the match is out of this world good. It is superbly good for a tag team match. And uh, if you have a free 20 minutes, you should watch it because it is excellent. But also, speaking of a free 20 minutes, I actually missed the match. The the all-star eight-man scramble was horrifically bad. Did not enjoy it whatsoever. Wore a low one. Anyways. The next match after FTR and Claudio and uh, Moxley was genuinely, without a shadow of a doubt, and I know people build this up a lot, it was Osprey and Takeshita, is one of the fucking best matches I've ever seen. It is like, it's athletically, athletically on another level that I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely have not seen before. It is fucking crazy good and if you have a free 25 minutes in your week in your day in whatever hour you're in find it and watch this match will osprey is an undeniable star the aura he brings to the ring with his technical ability is fathomable to everybody in the building so he, even though we've seen him do it a million times, when he does his spring, um, his springboard off of the ropes, um, the handstand springboard and comes back with the kick, it is the most amazing thing to this audience who sees crazy shit all the time. Osprey is one in a million. So you absolutely have to keep a hold of him. He won the match in the end after taking one of the gnarliest looking 
brain buster spots in a corner I've ever seen. He immediately went down holding his back and I thought something was wrong. He was gripping the ref's arm in the way that um so it was weird. So he Rice Grinsberg was the, the referee and Will Ospreay grabbed his arm and just wouldn't let go of his arm for like a minute and it was like, oh this is something's wrong here. And uh, then he can he just continued on with the rest of the match. So uh, on Wednesday, it's Kyle Fletcher and Will Ospreay, which is going to be great. Moving on from that, there is Tony Storm versus Diana Perrazzo. I'm going to be honest, I missed a lot of this, but the parts I did see looked okay. Um, unfortunately, we did not get a Jamie Hader return, which depresses me beyond belief. But yeah, Tony Storm still being the champ, I think, is the right call for all of the focus on the women's storylines recently. Then we have the triple threat match between Hangman, Joe and Swerve. And uh, Joe retains in this match, which I feel like everybody knew was coming. However, it also felt like anybody else could have won. So the whole story of the match was essentially Hangman being a scumbag, taking out referees, anything he could do to make sure Swerve didn't win. And uh, that's that, that's what happened. Hangman, Hangman uh, beat up the refs. He got choked out by Joe and Swerve lost. So I felt like that's the best thing that they could have done. And then the main event had some of the craziest spots I think I've ever seen, um, especially from, from Darby Allen. And uh, that was Darby Allen and Sting versus uh, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. I keep calling Jackson. Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Uh, the Unbox. And Sting won. Sting retained his title and Sting went out on top, which I think is 100% the right call. And I think that when it comes to to uh, Tony Khan's booking of Sting's run, it's going to show legends that in future he is able to to book them in a in a very positive light. So, for example, if Billy Gunn ends his career with AEW, I don't see why he wouldn't. I'm sure that uh, Tony Khan is going to book it in a in a way that showcases Billy Gunn as a legend, and uh, this is a very very good thing for for AEW. This is a good thing for Sting for Tony Khan, and this was the perfect farewell story. The acclaimed top of the chain, so I bet you Yo. know the name. Getting Yo. all the fans entertained. The acclaimed you know they say all men are created equal but you look at me and you look at small joe and you can see that statement is not true see normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler you got a 50 50 chance of winning but i'm a genetic freak and i'm not normal so you got a 25 percent at best at beating me and then you add kurt angle to the mix your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. Look, the numbers just don't work. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. Hey, there's only six numbers. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, 
The numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you as sacrifice. You gotta stay relaxed. Yeah. You jerk off. Do I, do I jerk off? Yeah. Yeah, I jerk off, yeah. So you're one of those girls that like romance. I'm gonna talk to all my freaks out there. Would you rather come home to me, a genetic freak, to be satisfied every night, or go home to that fat-ass small Joe? I, myself, I jerk off at least twice a day. Wow. Once in the morning, right after a workout, and then once right after lunch. Really? Okay. I want to. That's not why I do it. See, tonight, we're gonna win, and I'm gonna be the world champion at sacrifice. Come on, P. Let's go. Scotty, just like you always say, big pop a pump, it's got your hookup. I'm gonna pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. There's a, a bit on the agenda today. The one thing we won't really, like, super duper dive into is uh is revolution to yeah. like because like it's happening like soon by the time people listen to this it's out there already but um the rock on smackdown yeah yeah go what do you think i just fucking monty this is gonna piss you off but i love the rock he's the best promo ever to divide a crowd and just control the crowd literally the palm of his hand he's seen, seen spider-man 2 Spider what? Spider Man Two? Yeah, yeah. Joe the fucking hold the power of the sun and pan my hand. That's the rock <laughs> with the crowd. He <laughs> just avoids it, man. It's so good. I do, do you know love it. Do you know the way people talk about right? Um Roman having like an aura. Yeah. The rock has the aura times ten, like. Like the rock walks into a room and it's like, Oh my fucking god, this man is like larger than life. Yeah. Roman doesn't have that same amount of aura, in my opinion. So, like, The Rock is, like, one of the best wrestlers ever, one of the best talkers ever, um, obviously one of the best promos ever. Like, that's a given, like. Yeah. But, like, I don't think anybody has, like, transcended the business like he has either, like. He's on another level, like. Yeah, I think so. I, like, it's just insane to think about, like, I don't know. What did you think of the promo? I think, I think, genuinely, it's one of the best WWE promos, flat, full stop. And no, no, Whoa. here, here. Now, when I say promo, I'm not talking about backstage promo or someone on a ramp or one lad in a ring. I mean, like, a segment in a ring that got extended time. If you go back through, like, the dredges of WWE and WWF, there is nothing that, like, felt as, like, monumental in the sense of, like, the way The Rock commanded the crowd, like, no one else can do that. Yeah. The star power in the ring, I know there's been fucking segments with like, obviously like, for example, the Money in the Bank ladder match in like 2015 or whatever it was that had like Jericho and Owens oh, and whoever, the on, the on the ladders. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like there are segments like that, right? But like for a flat half an hour, you are fully invested into that. And I think it's really hard to find something that is definitely better. Yeah. On on TV, by the way, if you're talking about like fucking like Sami Zayn, Royal Rumble or like the Usi stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I can think of one thing off the top of my head that is better. Go. And it's from one of the seasons of the game show of NXT. Have you Okay. <laughs> what the? F- Have that's you ever- a deep cut. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you ever seen the mustache promo? No, the mustache promo. You guys, do yourself a favor. Go and watch this. <laughs> Explain. What is this? Well, he goes, cut a fucking promo on a mustache and he goes alright so I have the best mustache ever 
I don't even have a mustache. That's a good. It's it's the best. Who is this? Who's cutting this? Can't remember. <laughs> but it's the best. It's the best. Yeah, don't remember. Has good that, Has that on the rock. Yeah, but like this is you want to talk about presents? <laughs> this guy. That guy. That guy. <laughs> that dude. Yeah, he's he transcends the business in more ways than one. Stop it. <laughs> Stop the lights. Like, look, man. I think like. I don't watch nearly as much WWE as I used to, right? And The Rock said in his promo... The Rock says... The Rock says... The Rock says... Um, <laughs> he says in the promo that wrestling is cool again. And you know what, right? I know that he's attributing that to him. Go on. You have your hand up. Oh, no, on. I'm just... Uh, go on, you finish go your on. point? So I, I, I know that he's attributing that to him and Roman and everything right now, right? But I think it's it's one of those things where a perfect storm has come along, where like this has been building up for a while, the last like year and a half, two years. Yeah. What do you think? My thing is, is wrestling cool again? Yeah. Or is it just cool inside the bubble? No. Because, do you know what's not cool? Go. Is someone doing a thing going, this is cool. So, <laughs> he's old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is it cool? Yes, and I'll explain why it's cool. I think them going to different territories and going to different countries is what's made it cool again. They weren't going to the UK for pay-per-views. They weren't going to France for pay-per-views. They weren't going to Berlin. All in wasn't a thing. I think them going international is what's made it a big thing because you're getting casuals in other countries. Like, for example, my mom knew about all in. My mom, my mother, who knows fucking nothing about Excuse anything. The papers. She knew nothing about She knows nothing about wrestling. She just knows I like wrestling. And she mentions to me, didn't even tell her I was going. Oh, are you going to the wrestling thing in, in London? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, yeah, the wrestling thing's in London. That's what I think's made a difference. Yeah. It's actually trans not transcended mainstream. It's it's become mainstream again to like wrestling. Also, oh, I don't know about mainstream, man. I don't know. That's... So think about it this way, right? In the UK, what is the most watched wrestling show? World of Sport from the 60s. Oh, okay, go on. Uh, it, it's AW, basically. It's, it's Dynamite because it's on ITV. It's on free TV. Yeah. So there's millions of people getting it for free, right? Yeah. That that hasn't been the case in 20 years. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So like... Well, now, WWE experience on, on Sky 1. Let's not cut the legs out of Bravo's TNA Impact. You know what? And challenging Bravo's TNA Impact, in fairness, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, there we go. But like, what I mean is like, the fact that that's on ITV, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. By the way, sorry, just like, do you remember the wrestling channel? Uh, Everyone I've said this to doesn't remember the wrestling I know, channel. I know it was It was thing. channel 329. I See, here's the thing. Go. Didn't have channels. <laughs> it was free. <laughs> I had RT, yeah. RT2, oh, you, TV, you, we didn't have 3 or whatever. You, you had Ariel. Uh, we had... Do you have Ariel, like... Do you remember, like, you plug into the back, you have to move the fucking little physical thing? Maybe, man. We just had the thing, and, like, you turn on TV, and, oh, man, what's the big, big movie? The Grinch. Cool, we're watching this in August. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> 9pm <laughs> RT2, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 6.30. Oh, man, it's Transporter so, 2, again. It, it goes like this, it goes like this. It goes, you get home from school, do your homework. Then you do, you, uh... Watch, Simpsons at 6pm? Yeah, you watch uh, Neighbours at 6. Half 6 of Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. If you're lucky, you get a second one. Yep. Home and away. Okay. So th- th- this is a deep cut for a lot of the people watching this because yeah. half our audience are in the US, right? Nice. So in Ireland, when we were younger, right? So you're going back like 20 years, but basically, right? 20, 15 years. When we were younger, 
there we only had a couple of channels kind of similar to how the u.s worked in like the the 70s and 80s where you had like your pbs and cbs and abc and nbc whatever um that's kind of how it worked over here as well but they were they were state-run um television channels and they were available to everybody through an aerial i don't know if that was a thing in the u.s it was like um basically it was like an antenna that you plugged into the back of the tv that like took it from like a satellite basically that makes sense you, you, yeah, you understand yeah. what i'm talking about you remember um so we only had like uh, <laughs> every day it was like a ritual for people who like didn't have like cable basically um to always watch the simpsons at half six or neighbors or home or, or and away which were um soaps margot robbie used to be on it you know what neighbors has done though yeah it did, isn't yeah. that it's crazy chris hemsworth and margot robbie had roles on neighbors um no chris hemsworth was home and away apologies so was easter fisher, easter fisher. i i am a disgrace i'm sorry that, I, <laughs> yeah, that dude, my knowledge get it right, man. i'm so sorry that's Thor you're talking about but going back to the point because i was just there, there you go us listeners um so essentially the point i'm getting at is when it comes to like exposure of wrestling i feel like it's in the best spot it's ever been wwe are, are they have the most viewers they've ever had because of peacock they have the most profit they've ever had that doesn't matter to us like but what, what that means is if they're making more money they're trying to expand the empire right so like the fact that they're doing international pay-per-views now or plbs and the fact that they're after striking the netflix deal i think this is mainstream now i genuinely do like and all it takes now genuinely is for AEW to strike the deal with, um, for example, just an example, right? With like a bigger network than what they're on, like with Warner Brother Discovery than what they have currently, and for them to strike a deal with um, Sky Sports, for example. Yeah, but I don't like Warner though. They're not gonna pay more. They are, they'll pay more. I don't think so, man. They'll pay more. A a so the the one thing that people don't sorry go on. You say your point. Well, oh. why not? Oh, because like Warner Brothers, they have literally been like cutting costs left, right, and center everywhere. So from like uh, like I, um, like know people who are like have been working on projects, yeah, like films and stuff, and like halfway through stuff, they're like, nah. Yeah, there's a lot of that happening you recently, know? but sure, even like the um, they literally cut that movie Acme versus whatever it was. Yeah, the Roadrunner, the, the Roadrunner one. Yeah, yeah they literally gone. they yeah, were like, that, ah, yeah. with tax write off, Davis, ba- Zaza, Batgirl like, and stuff like yeah. that. The the oh, I think the reason why. AW are going to end up with a bigger deal and more money is because every it, they absolutely destroy everything that was previously in the time slot before its inception so like dynamite for example which like is on every wednesday gets more viewers than any tv show that's been on the channel in but that time like, slot in 20 years but like fucking like once every two weeks i see a thing saying like oh record low number for dynamite stuff. oh yeah but a lot of it is bollocks like yeah, I, yeah at I, the same time, i don't give so, a shit about it like, like so like v- viewership doesn't stuff. matter to us we just like the show for liking the show yeah yeah but like aw i feel like are in a really good spot now and they just need to to capitalize on it and i think this year that's why i think they're putting such a focus on the shows this year yeah because i think tony Khan knows this year it's not do or die by any means and i sent i said this to monty a few weeks ago it's not to or die by any means but they need this year to be a successful year and they need to utilize their top stars correctly well i think they are like they're off the hot start with that because Huge. like there's i remember i i said this to you a couple times last year i said aw needs to tank his lucky stars that has mjf last year because he was literally the only thing that was any bit hot in that yeah. company and like but, now it feels like people are organically like you see it. i do i disagree with you and 
I think while MGF was hot and was the only thing that was hot, I think the reason why so many things were cold was because he was getting the majority of the TV time. And Britt Baker said that herself on Swerve's podcast or whatever it was. I disagree with that. Think about it this way, right? MGF comes out and gets multiple segments on a show, sometimes the whole way throughout the entire show that could be utilized by other talent. And that happened consistently for most of the year. Once Adam Cole broke his ankle, and that was at Grand Slam in what August or in September, post all, all in. Yeah, they completely fucked it by not putting the trigger on the the feud sooner, and then they just let it play out for three more months. Well, because like a hot though, so it was like, a stagnated what? three months. It wasn't hot. People were like, what the MGF stuff, the, the, the devil stuff. Oh, the devil stuff. Yeah, I thought you were on about the no, if the, you, the Brawman stuff. No, if you go to all in, it should have ended at all in. It would have been perfect. Do you remember on Home and Away when? The, the we're, we're back to sorry it was on my mind I barely been listening to what you said it popped on my mind um, I'll, I'll stop <laughs> do Just you remember go. do you remember do you ever watch Home and Away I did yeah but it, I, don't, I don't remember okay so do you remember when the cult stole the baby and they threw it out the window it's Destination TV this you know what <laughs> I don't remember but it vaguely rings a bell yeah yeah it was it maybe didn't throw it out the window, but they held it out the window, like Michael Jackson did that time. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. It was okay. Out of like a like a whim- Sorry, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, this man has had three sips of a beer, by the way. No, it's not even that. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I was trying to ignore you for the last hour so we could talk <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what you were doing. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm just. Sorry, we talked about soaps and now all my random knowledge is popping into that's my head. That's fine. Go on. Looking forward to Kung Fu Panda 4 next week. Um, nice. Doing two. That's good. Anyway, stuff that's hot. But like, think about, think about WWE. Like, fucking everything. Like, there's multiple hot people at the minute. And yeah. like, Bloodline takes over the majority of the show. So like, how is that different to... AW when there's only one person because the, the reason why it's different is because WWE have multiple like this is the this is the downfall of Tony Khan being a single writer of a TV show yeah is that when MJF comes in and he dominates the whole show other people don't get like good creative yeah, because he like there's a singularity issue and there's always been a singularity issue we're with... talking we're talking about two different things no now, we're not though. yeah we no, are we're because, not. no because the point i'm making is that mjf being the singular focal point was bad for aw that's the point i'm making and now the point you're making is that's down to like how the writing team is made that's not the point i'm making the point i'm making is is in response to your raw thing or smackdown thing which is the bloodline could take over the shows but the other people's stories are actually thought out as well yeah, that, that wasn't that's happening. literally exactly what I'm saying. This no, no, exactly but, but what I'm, I, I'm not breaking it down to Tony Khan and Vince Break McMahon or fucking Triple H or whoever. Like, the point I'm making is the point I'm making yeah. is when it comes up to like the end of last year and those last three months, like the refusal to pivot is what made the product almost unwatchable up until the Continental Classic. Not unwatchable per se, but it was not fun to watch. I'm sorry, but that kind of sounds like what I'm saying. The singularity issue in AEW. Is the issue <laughs> because like think about it. Edge came in and he just feels like he literally just like yeah whatever. But like, but like, all right, here perfect example is this. Okay, right? You ready for this one? I'm ready. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. All right, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Stop stalling. Go. The hangman situation. They mm-hmm. built the first three years to get him to yep. championship. Yeah, yeah. 
And they just went, CM Punk's here now. Yep. And then they were like, CM Punk's here. And they were like, oh, he's hurt. Now we have John Moxley. Yeah. And now we have CM Punk again. I don't think it's a singularity issue as, is a, this, as opposed to the, when you say, you know what, you know what, I'm going to give you more time here. E- elaborate what you mean. Huh? Elaborate what you mean by singularity issue. They can only focus on one person at a time. Right. I disagree. I think it's more politics as opposed to that because the reason why Hangman was dropped was because of Punk, obviously. I know you just said that a second ago and then Punk got injured and everything. MJF ain't there and they're focusing on eight people. MJF MJF gets injured, loses the title. Who's the focal point currently? There's... Ne- no, no, you said singularity issue. Who's the focal y- point? Who's the number one Yeah, person? but we're talking about to this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying from the start of the year, it's, there's none, right? It, there's a bunch of people that are being focused on, I would correct? say there's two people. Two, so you're you're saying Swerve and Hangman? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's right, but Joe is also a focal point. But he's well. not really, though. He's the third person in this match. Tonight. But, but yeah, but like you're talking... But he's the champ. Yeah. And, and they're all feuding for him, and he's probably going to win tonight. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. <laughs> but like, but like the, the point I'm making is, it's not even just the world title picture. Um, yeah, but there's like, a bunch of other stuff as well that's happening. Like Daniel Garcia, for example, is is getting elevated right now. Yeah, but they, the BCC, they Danielson, but he, but he should have been elevated a year and a half. Yeah, ago I know, but like they're, because they dropped the ball on him by putting him back with Jericho. So if you, the point I'm making is right because I know I'm kind of dancing around it. MJF, while was amazing up until the whole Brochacho stuff, it should have ended it all in him dominating the show like that. While it did make for some great stuff and great television should have ended sooner than it did and I understand they wanted the devil reveal and they still wanted to do it in a way that gave fans the ultimate payoff and stuff but that's fallen flat since we can all agree on that but like when it comes to AEW last year specifically with MJF you said at the start of this whole conversation yeah. that MJF was the best thing last year blah 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 and thank yeah. god they had him yeah I actually disagree to with a large portion of that I think that he was amazing but I really think they dropped the ball by making him the only focal point and the start of this year shows which is a singularity issue that's a singularity issue yes <laughs> yes so but the point I'm making is, is that I'm right no thank because you. thank no, you because it's not an a, it's not it's not a <laughs> It's a specific star issue. So, like, the fact that MJF isn't there and they've done this and they show that they don't have to focus on one person. I think, though, a large portion of this is Swerve becoming as hot as fuck by himself. Like, people just got behind him because there was... He lit- the C2 is what fucking... Yeah, the, con- the content classic was amazing for AW. Yeah. But, like, the I feel like last year... What? Who won that? Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah. Great choice, by the way. Yeah. Um, coming back from all his losses, I I just feel like I don't think it's a singularity issue as much because they have fo- they did focus on other people last year at the same time. Um, I do think it's an issue with certain top stars. I think it's just spotlight is the yeah issue. the spotlight issue. It's not being shared evenly. But like the thing is, when you think about last year, you think about w- were there other things going on like the Edge and Christian thing. They did put on one of the best matches of that show when they had their their notice qualification match and everything, um, like and the feud was hot and I know that's fallen off a little bit and I know they'll come back to it eventually, but like, 
that feud I feel like was actually quite good and was very hot. But the problem was the spotlight with Sunderland Jeff. Even during that. In October. They did a seven week build for MJF and JY and it was horrible. The match was pretty good. I gotta be honest. What? <laughs> the match was good. Disagree. The, the booking around the match was bad, but the Disagree. match was good. Hello, Steve. How are you doing, bud? Steve wasn't fucking Jay White and uh... fucking terrible. <laughs> Thank you, bud. He's on my side. No, no, he's he's not a wrestling fan. Look, I think that if you're looking at it from bell to bell, and you're looking at it like, oh, this man is injured and this man's the heel. You want to talk about bell to bell? Be- bell to bell. Next bit. Sunday, Dolan's Warehouse, March 10th. Come on down, get your tickets. First bell is half five. <laughs> That is Hard Knocks Pro Wrestling Warzone. Thank you for the chief ass plug. It's like yeah. Mick Foley in, in Start City here. Um, so, like, I feel like, leave my bun alone, Steve. Um, like, bell to bell, right? I feel like if you're looking at it, like, baby face first heel, grand, grand match, right? It, I wouldn't call it great by any means. I feel like MGF pulled out all the stops, like, and he fucking broke himself in half in the match, like. Like, he destroyed his ribs and destroyed his shoulder in that match, like. Yeah, doing the table spot after table oh, rock. What man. a lunatic. That is That's fucking amazing. Mental, like. Amazing. Mental stuff. Thank God but we had MGF. I, 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 don't want to, I don't want it to seem like I'm shitting on MGF. He was the best parts of the show. But, like, it just wasn't, like, the spotlight wasn't shared evenly enough. But, like, that comes down to... A singularity issue. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Thank you. I'm right. A singularity issue, to me, in my mind, is they're only pushing one guy, which is not what was happening. It was just he was hogging the spotlight. I don't think he was hogging it. He I think the, he was hogging it. He was the best. He writes. Thing. He writes. He wrote that his that was all his story. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Do you but like he's not in charge. Like why didn't it? Like if that's the case, that's then... that's that's the difference. A W W E. Exactly. But like the like for, when he wrote his story, do you not remember the Juice Robinson thing with the the fucking the what was it the nickels or the quarters? Oh yeah, yeah. And they had to get rid of it, get rid of it for a TJ Maxx ring. <laughs> They got rid of the quarters for like a fake knockoff ring. I had a idea. Go on. <laughs> I can't say it. It's <laughs> <laughs> moving on briefly, <laughs> swiftly. <laughs> I will find out what this is yeah, afterwards. Yeah. But look, like the, the fact that they did that was like <sighs> he's controlling the narrative in that in the, in that feud. And he just got too much of the spotlight that, that he demanded. Three, not MGF. What? That's EC3, not MGF. Yeah, controlling narrative. Look, I'm not shitting on MJF. I, I, how is this turned into me shitting on MJF? I, I actually know, love MJF. You hate wrestling, I think. Oh, I love MJF so much. Like, I think he's absolutely amazing. Um, there will be a video about him like soonish. I need to go into our agenda. But like, uh, I don't know how we got here from The Rock. But <laughs> We all know your agenda. You hate MJF. Oh, is that my agenda? <laughs> That I it's literally at the top spot right there. Oh, what does it say? It says, Mercer, you're a dope, and MGF is bad. There we go. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I feel like going back to the mainstream comments, right? Just to finish off. That, oh, yeah. Because that's where we were. I do think wrestling is in a spot now yeah. where it's, it's not weird by any means, by the way, what I'm about to say. Um, but just for lack of a better word, I'm going to say it is. It, it's weird for people not to watch it as opposed to watch it, especially when you're younger and you're like a boy, for example, or like you're eight and you're in primary school or you're a seven-year-old girl in primary school and you see like fucking Becky Lynch, for example, and like you see it on 
Sky One on like a Saturday morning or Virgin Media. It's on Virgin Media now, actually. WWE. Yeah. Every, yeah. every like every Saturday morning or whatever, like it's it's normalized now. And then like with the internet and everything, like it's not. It's so accessible to the point where, like, if you're younger and you have access to it, you probably will watch it because it's different. Yeah. You know I mean? So, like, I don't know. It's kind of just rambles, but that's that's. I think I think it is cool now. Wrestling, again. I don't know, man. See, because to me, it felt cooler like back in like 2016, 17, like when the indies were like roasting hot. Yeah. That's to me like I'm like that like because like. I don't know, but again, that's just inside this bubble that I know. See, see, for for context for people, maybe I just, I, maybe I, I just don't pay attention. I haven't said this yet, but like Mer- Mercer is a pro wrestler, so like he he has wrestled in front of a paid audience many times now, actually. Paid audience, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why'd you say it like that? Huh? Why'd you say it like that? Because I was thinking, I was like, wait, did I get paid? <laughs> 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 and I was like, that's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wrestled in front of people who paid to attend. Yeah, yeah. Their... So I know I was. That was me being wrong. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> you fucking moron. Sorry. But um, when it comes to like your bubble, for example, yeah, because you were like training and all that stuff, it's a bit different for you. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like the general public or a casual like like I fell out of love with wrestling entirely because WWE was so bad oh, for you, a man. while. It was horrific in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. What well, just thought it was debut in twenty sixteen? What are you talking about? That was so good. Was it twenty seventeen? It's twenty twenty sixteen, January twenty sixteen. Yeah. That what are you talking about? That run was amazing. Wasn't twenty sixteen the the Fiend versus Rollins. Mm, that was hardly that far back. That was twenty eighteen, surely. Not was it twenty eighteen? I don't know. I don't know. That whole fucking period of twenty sixteen onwards was horrific, except for AJ Styles. I... Maybe twenty seventeen. Maybe twenty seventeen. See, here's you know the thing what? as well. No, no, no. Actually, you know what? I, I'm actually wrong. It was twenty seventeen, and the reason why I know that is because me and my girlfriend met in college in twenty sixteen. I was still watching wrestling, so it was it was twenty seventeen when I stopped watching. And do you want to know what brought me back? More. Me. T- t- take a punt but brought me back to wrestling OTT no way before that uh, I, I, now keep in mind this entire oh, time oh oh, oh uh, Omega the, no this entire time oh that was 2018 that the, first match this entire time I was keeping up with wrestling I knew what was going on I heard about Kenny Omega but I never watched a single match of his I heard about the Tokyo Dome didn't watch a single match of his I was like what the fuck is this Jericho Omega match what's happening here not a clue. Heard about the formation that's of 2019. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. I heard about the formation of AEW and everything, right? And I, I, I saw the clips and stuff. I started watching in, I'll tell you now, it would have been Double or Nothing 2021. What was that, Carrot? I can't remember. Um, that was... Wait, did you come back because of CM Punk? I, 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 there were rumours for Punk. That's way before Punk now. It's a few months before Punk. Okay. So the reason why was because I was talking to Caramo and work. And there were there were rumours at this point about Punk. And I was like, yeah. ooh. So I started dipping my toes into AEW. And I saw like Mox and Omega and everything. And as soon as I saw Omega wrestle one time, I was like, that's my guy. And that's yeah. when I went back to New Japan and everything. But, um... It, it was a few months then when Punk obviously debuted. I was like, holy fucking shit, that's mental. That's mental stuff, like. Man, you missed some good stuff. Jinder Hall was champion when you were away. 
<laughs> Whoa! Holy <laughs> shit, dude! Um, yeah, I never, I never dropped out of wrestling ever, and I sat through like a lot of shitty twenty twelve. I bras. just the fact that at that point, for me anyway, I was like, Seth Green is fucking. It was so bad. Guest general manager watching that. Well, I watched that. <laughs> the anonymous Raw general manager who was then revealed to be was a Hornswoggle. Yeah, it was Hornswoggle in the end. Because it was supposed to be someone debuting, wasn't it? Who was it? I forget. I can't remember, man. I used who to have so it? much wrestling knowledge and I started wrestling and kind of just forgot a lot of stuff. That's because it's a lot of nonsense and it's the only TV show that's 24-7. There's never a week, an, off, an off season. Yeah. Ever. Every other show has off time. Even soaps have off time. This does not. So do you remember in EastEnders when <laughs> Phil had the bride and she was oh abusing his son and then she was like, I won't, I, I'm not. Man, like, I, I just I just remember a little kid in glasses wanting to kill his dad. Yeah, yeah, but do you remember when his, uh, Phil's bride was abusing, <laughs> I used to watch this with my nan all the time. So Yeah, your nan's so, sure. So, my, so Phil's bride-to-be was abusing Ben. Ben. And... <laughs> That's the kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, I love you, Phil. I love you. And then she jumped off and like died in the car. <laughs> this is like 2007. This okay. is better than wrong. But I remember them burning the place down at one point. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, they burned like down the pub and stuff. I just remember Danny Doyle. <laughs> Danny Doyle. Danny Doyle. Danny Doyle. Yeah, we're not talking about soaps. Sorry, well, we kind of are. If we're if we're in, uh, well, wrestling's a big soap opera, yeah. so I guess we are talking about Heyman School of Thought. Wrestling is a gigantic, melodramatic, physical soap opera. Yeah, that's what wrestling is. What's you doing with ECW back in the day? Do you, do you like watch ECW and you're like, oh, this this was good? Or in what way? Do you just like do you like ECW? Like WWE ECW? No, or? no, like ECW. That would have been before my time. Like, yeah, the, but did you ever go back and watch it? Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. always go back and watch it. Like, how would you know anyone what? watch this fucking nonsense? You know, you know what, right? I went back and I watched a couple. I, Garbage. Sorry. I watched a match between. I think it was. I'm guessing here now. I think it was like Jerry Lynn and Dean Malenko, or like Jerry Lynn and Super Crazy. One of the two, right? I forget who it was. Dean Malenko was probably in WCW at this point, yeah. so it must have been Super Crazy, right? And I was there like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is mental fast. Like, it's like watching fucking Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega. It was so weird, like. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Um, and I thought it was really, really cool. And then the next next match is fucking Spike Dudley doing stupid shit and nearly breaking his neck. And I was like, oh, well, you win some, you lose some. Like, I remember I watched a Shane Douglas match once. And like, it was just a normal match. Terrible start, but go on. I was just watching, it was just a normal match. And then for no reason, because he still would go to the top of the ramp and they hit like a move in the ramp. It's like, why? Like... Where the fuck did this come out of? Like, Where's what? the story? No, no, not even Where's that. Where's the story? But I just didn't make any sense for the match. Like, it was just a normal... ECW was a a spot fest, mostly, to be honest. Um, with the occasional decent match. Like, when you... I remember reading the Young Bucks book. And they talk about PWG in fucking... In California, right? I forget where they wrote. Rosita or whatever they are in California, yeah. right? And, like, they, they talk about, like, the atmosphere that was, like, cultivated there. Like... We both know, like, PWG is a, a glorified spot fest mostly, right? Yeah. That's what ECW was. I don't know, though. The way ECW's talked, I, mean, I don't know, maybe it's just because I wasn't It was different there. for the I time, just, man. I, did, like, I didn't watch it, I, did, I just don't get it. 
it, it was it was a sense of community. So like imagine if Hard Knocks, for example, was like the hardcore company in Ireland. I can't imagine that audience I, being I, like welcoming community, just, man. But like imagine <laughs> imagine Hard Knocks became like the hardcore show. And that's how they and that's how they advertise themselves. Hard Knocks Hardcore. You wanna see Hard Knocks Hardcore? Come on down to Dolan's Warehouse, March tenth. It's Steve Savage <laughs> versus <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Oliver. For the for the Hard Knocks Hardcore title. That hasn't been unveiled yet, right? No, it hasn't. Come to the show if you want to see it. Oh, it's it's an unveiling. It's it's an yeah. Exclusive. First belt is, or first bell is half five. First bell is half five. <laughs> Tickets are available on Dolans dot com. Yeah, or uh, at the door. Or at the door, they're taking walk-ins, which Yee. is nice. Um, and Dolans is is a good venue. You can get some drink and food there as well. So, uh, <laughs> Dolans Warehouse. Yeah. Hard knocks, March tenth. Yeah. It's Just... it's it's a week from today. So yeah, we're exactly. recording this before a revolution, so a week from today. Yeah, just get it. Let's get it. Get there, losers. Hardcore. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> the cheap plugs, man. Oh, man. Uh, but <laughs> I think that if Hard Knocks became hardcore, and I feel like in in five years' time, if it fo- let's just say Hard Knocks falls next year, in five years' time, it'll be remembered as the hardcore promotion, like with with nostalgia. Even though, like every promotion, they're shite on the card. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because every promotion has that, like. Yeah, yeah. So, like, people will remember everything fondly. It's like, now you're remembering loads of Dodo stuff fondly, even though a lot of it was terrible. What? Yeah, come on. Okay, name me something that people remember fondly that is terrible. Go on. I dare you. Name one thing. One thing that people. Awesome truth. Are you aware they fought The Rock and Cena? I rocked oh, no, first no, match back. Brother, brother, I'm fully fucking aware that they did that. It doesn't make it good. Or Trude is class. The Miz is class. I don't understand. What more do you want? I want good wrestling matches. It's The Rock and Cena versus The Miz. And- man, Or Trude was NWA World Champion, man. You fucking. Ron Killings, Or Truth. Yeah. Is a great wrestler. There you go. Thank you very much. Heal our truth. Moving was on. Awful. Lil Jimmy. You go He was face when he did that. You gonna talk shit about Lil Jimmy. He was face when he did Lil no, Jimmy. No, he wasn't. When he did Lil Jimmy Don't make me Google this Mercer. Lil Lil Jimmy because when he started mumbling to himself as a heel, he met mentioned Lil Jimmy in a promo and everyone was like, Oh, he's talking to Lil Jimmy. Little little trivia, little Jimmy, Jimmy, our truth. It's a heel thing. It came from a heel thing, and then he came out to that. Their truth will set you free, and it was just no music because he refused to rap anymore. Get with him, man. Don't test me. And as well, go on. No, sorry. The Miz know? is the man. Okay, you want a three and a half star classic? There you go. Okay. The Miz. We agree with this. The Miz is great. So. My my whole thing with the Miz was he's main event to more WrestleMania. <laughs> he is upper mid card, yeah, and that's all he is. Can we agree on that? So what I said to he's utility player man. You can put him anywhere and he'd yeah, be the man. Fi- yeah, that's fine. But like what I mean is like where he should be is in in that upper echelon spot, but not like the <laughs> actual echelon. So like when I I said this to Monty before <clears throat> with Miz, how many Marine films has Kenny Omega starred in? I don't think that's a good stat to pull up. Because the Miz is three. Yeah, direct to DVD. Good, good job. Man, Marine 3 Homefront. Don't sleep in it. Marine I, 2, you can sleep on. 
Who's Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Michael yeah. Rooker's in it though. So if you well, want to like Michael Rooker, the, go the, watch the that. Mar- the Marine won. John Cena had fucking two weeks to prepare. He was just told, "Yeah, you're doing this." Fucking now. love that film, man. It's actually it's nostalgic, yeah. But um, what the Miz? I'm a Marine captain. The, the, the Miz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is upper main card in my opinion and i think he is good at what he does and i love that he has longevity that he has and he's really solid on the mic and he can go up against anybody right and it's believable that's fine unless it's gunther but like the, uh did you not watch your second I, match i did and it's good and like the story is good that he like that gunther underestimates him monty around gunther's a good that. wrestler um gunther's a great wrestler yeah, he's one of the go. best he's one of the best one of the absolute best but monty the miz God. is like one of those like um uh, would you rather see a feud between the Miz and Drew McIntyre or CM Punk and Drew McIntyre? Don't you dare. The Miz and Drew McIntyre. Oh yeah, of course he says that. But like, it, obviously it's CM Punk, Drew McIntyre. But is CM Punk going to put on a fucking five-star classic? Who? No. Who? CM Punk. No, he's not. <laughs> not unless he's against Samoa Joe. Match wasn't even that good. Oh, it's great. The best match Punk had in AEW was his like Kingston match. Um, yeah, and it's a sprint. It's great. There you go. It's 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 like twelve minutes, and start it's to finish, amazing. it is a sprint, and it's great. It's the best, and it opens with the backhand, which two class. promos, two promos. They had three weeks. So good. Man. Sorry, no, they had two weeks. They yeah. had two weeks. They had they 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 both cut um a promo. Incredibly, uh, they did one, that on, one, on, one on Dynamite and then one on Rampage. Rampage. That Rampage one, man, it's is. class. Yeah. Watch, watch our video. We have we have the video of a Punk's entire AEW run. And where can you find that? On, on, on the Drop Mc YouTube channel. There you go. Sting's retirement tonight. I can't. Do you need to close the show? Surely has to. Yeah, has to. Men of an open or the triple threat opens or goes second last. Oh, that's a great question. So, they've in the past they've done it where it's been second last, right? They have, yeah. yeah. So they did it at. Forbidden Door? No, he opened. He opened. They did it at Double or Nothing in the fucking... Because Anarchy in the Arena. Yeah, yeah. So they did the four-way before the main event. Um, That's a really good question. I would say it's better to open than be second last. Yeah, especially because my idea... I read this... uh, Not my idea, sorry. I read this somewhere. And I was like, I hope this happens. I hope Hangman wins. What? Oh God! Okay. okay. Yeah. Is that your prediction, Mike? Yeah, my prediction. No, my. I don't know. I don't know. I think Joe's retaining, but I. I want this to happen so bad. Okay. I want this to happen because I read it. and I was like, this is amazing. So it's like literally like the Hangman Kenny match. Do you remember when the Bucks yeah. came on and gave him the nod? Yeah, yeah. They do that again, but like they they fuck over like Swerve and they give him the nod and then he goes heel like fully he like he he's already full heel. But he goes at the box as like a, Ooh. and it's like the the elite's heels. And I was like, oh, if they did like the, the same nod and everything, I was like, yeah, be so good. I love that idea. I, I, th- I think I, Joe's retaining though. I think it's too early to take the belt off him. Um, we'll do predictions in a second, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So I think, just for staying specifically, right? Yeah, it's going to be emotional. I get that. I understand that, and I understand that it's going to be presented as a big deal as it should be he has to win 
But what do you do with the titles then? Do you, does Derby keep them? A tournament. AEW loves tournaments. <laughs> oh man, but like, who doesn't love a tournament? What do you mean? I love, like, they're like the best thing. Oh, like, sorry. I so love... who doesn't love a tournament? Yeah, yeah, who, yeah sorry. I said who doesn't. Yeah. I, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, everyone loves a tournament. They're great. But like, the, the way that I look at it is like, the Bucks don't gain a whole lot from, from winning at all, really. Because they don't need a victory to be legitimized. But how often in wrestling, as someone who is a historian like you, right, who who actually has significant knowledge of wrestling, yeah, how often do you get the good storybook ending? Like the actual good storybook ending. He had old Shawn Michaels, but he fucking ruined it. <laughs> but, do, do, but do you see my point? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen. You actually have an opportunity to finish off a story and finish off a legacy and it be remembered forever as a positive thing. Quick aside, Go what on. did you think of uh, Ric Flair on Dynamite last week? I hate that, that he has to wrestle in some capacity whenever he's in the ring. <laughs> he is he is old and I hope he dies. No, I can't Whoa! say that. I can't say that. I, can't say that. I, can't. <laughs> I don't hope he dies. However, when he did his spot where he had the heart attack in his last match, I was fucking stunned that he did. I thought he was dying. So at that point, I was like, I remember watching it live and I was fucking stunned. I thought this man was dying in front of my eyes. That is and then crazy. At the end of the match, Andrade has to fucking wake him up and tell him about the spot. He passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love yeah, that, man. Yeah, he just goes, yeah. oh, I just got to kind of nod it off there for a bit. Sorry, man. <laughs> That's he, hilarious. He had blood loss, in fairness. I, and he's old. I have often wanted to just, like, take a little nap. Sometimes you get, like, fucking into a match and you're blown up. You're like, oh, I could use a nap right now, recharge. Yeah. Be sweet. But you can't. No, it's got to keep going. Yeah, got to keep going. Anyway, sorry, back onto a thingy. Um, but, yeah, Sting's retirement. He has to win, in my opinion. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. You don't get these opportunities often. Like, the f- the way that they're building this up is he is the best, the best. Everyone loves him. Just give him this he like and look, he's a veteran, he's been around forever. He's definitely the kind of guy that's like, I have to give a loss my way out. He was super cool in TNA. He was I loved him in TNA. I was talking to Jessica about this today. But um with um with the last match, I feel like he has to win. Agree? Disagree? I feel like I want to show it to end with him in the ring, standing like Joe getting like his but like I feel I I don't know can you do the can you do like the respect for like him standing we just watched Michael's Taker yeah and uh, it ends with Taker going away and Michael's being in the ring yeah I don't know can you do that respectfully with Bucks' characters right now no you can't like the, the I think the only way to do it is to him is for him and Darby to stand tall in the ring with the confetti everywhere with the titles I feel like it's the only way to do it right it's the only time where I'll say, like, fuck putting someone over. Just give him the... Go- like, this is not going to happen again. Like, like something like this. Like, Yeah, but my thing, like- my thing is, is, like, even if they lose here, like, he can stand with Darby and be like, here's the blessing. Joe on the way The Bucks don't need the titles to be legitimized. Them being pissed off, ratty, bratty, like, 
another grown men, but act like teenagers. Yeah, yeah. They don't need the titles for that. If they wanted to, to fucking go with Hangman, for example, and then let's just say Hangman's world champ, for example, right? Which I, I'm on board with. I love Hangman, right? Yeah. Let's say Hangman's world champ, and they don't win the titles, and they want to go after the trio titles. You have the Bucks and Hangman versus JY and the guns I keep forgetting they have fucking trio titles yeah. like, in AEW that legitimises those titles as well mm. and like if you wanted to Hagman could do his belt collector run that'll be and then Kenny comes back confused with Hagman yeah one match for all the belts see you don't need to um... do you remember Neighbours when there was a plane crash what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> I just, man, you got me going on fucking soaps. <laughs> you got yourself going on soaps. <laughs> you brought them up, no? <laughs> no I, I brought, I brought like, Ariel's <laughs> and watched The Simpsons and you went to home and away in Neighbours. But in Neighbours. Man, so many crazy things. Ha- Go on, sorry. We'll end up the podcast with some neighbour talk. <laughs> I don't know what we'll call it. We'll call the segment Cup of Sugar. <laughs> We are, we, th- this is not an Neighbours podcast. This show no, is not no. even on the air anymore. No, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's gone. By any chance, yeah. today I, I sent you the agenda of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Did you read the... Um, oh, my God. I forget, I, yeah, I, the martyr. Yeah, ma- the, yeah, I did, yeah. That's martyr. a classy move. That was a classy move by Tony Khan to make sure she's okay with it. I was about to call her Mariah May because that's what's on my mind. But <laughs> it's not Mariah May. It's Martha, Martha but yeah, no, that Stewart. Martha Hart. And Martha Hart. Um, I felt like a very classy thing. Yeah. I was talking to Monty about this a few days ago as well. I muted, I genuinely say, about 80 people on Twitter Yeah. from the thread where that was announced by Fightful because they were just like, so why did he have to do that? It's like, Lads, he was just... A bit of respect. He like. was just being yeah. respectful. That man can't do anything right. <laughs> Literally. No, no. In like, <laughs> no, no, I understand. Do you know, like, not from... Like, yeah, no, no, no. I think that's a, in, that's a in, good, in, that's a good in, move. In other people's yeah, eyes. But like, he's, he's, like, he's evil. He literally does that and he goes, What are you fucking... Like, just, oh, fuck off, the, man. The, like, this man got the approval to, to lower Sting from the rafters. Because that was class, man. Get to see that again. It was yeah. so cool. Oh, man. So cool. He, he'll probably do it tonight. I'd say. Yeah, I'd say so. If I had to guess, anyway. Was I that feel, better than Sami Zayn's old musical Mac? I was oh, thinking was about good. this in the last like year. Like, this has been better entrances than that. And I was like, Sami Zayn. I think getting his music back and coming out in Montreal. Like ever? Like, no, just just in the last year. Oh, sorry. I was just trying to think of, like last year of uh, entrances. Shinsuke at Noah. That was a good one. Um, Osprey Osprey all in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Osprey had uh, Rev Pro there two weeks ago. I didn't see it yet. The entrance is deadly, man. Oh, I saw the the, the, all of the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Really cool. Right to John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 actually. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen that match yet. I'm actually waiting to watch it with Monty. I might watch it with both of you on. Real good. Yeah, I, I, I need to react to it. Um, how did you watch it, Piracy? Uh, no, I actually bought this one. Did you? Yeah. I might rob your login. Do, do. Because I do not want to buy it. Yeah, I'll but, give it. But I will watch it. Yeah. I've heard good things. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool to, to, to get approval from. Yeah, I thought it was nice. And then the other thing was the Miro thing. Oh, the Miro thing. Right, so. Shut the fuck up. Right. Not you, him. No, no, no. Shut I, up. I, I have a 
this is controversial. I'm yeah. gonna piss people off. <gasps> I hate Miro. Right? He's so good though. Right. Hear me out. <laughs> he has brought since he initially lost his TNT title absolutely nothing to the table. I mean nothing besides refusing to put other people over. Like that is not acceptable. Like imagine in like I know like it's apples to oranges and everything. But imagine in WWE saying, yeah, I'm not losing to that. You can only do that if you're John Cena. Who the fuck does Miro think he is, like? Genuinely, I'm serious. And to be fair, like, the one time we definitely know... <laughs> and we definitely know John Cena did that. Yeah, it was uh, the Nexus. The Nexus thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, backstage, he goes... Yeah. No, I have dropped the card in that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then cuts, like, one of the worst yeah. Cena promos ever the next night. Like, all, all I'm saying is this, right? I think Miro is a decent mid-carder. Oh. nowhere near the main event Ooh. and I think that he is a he's very he o- he overrates himself with my thing is man he's, you... he's not being put in matches because he refuses to lose that's yeah, not acceptable but, but like. I, yeah yeah that is a joke like do you know acceptable. do you remember we were talking about like oh like if you take yourself so seriously where you can never like that is the lamest thing ever if you can't be uh like you have to be the toughest, the fake toughest guy in the. That is the lamest yeah, yeah, thing ever, so man. Lame. Oh my like, god! Sting said today. Sting said sometimes it's better to lose loads than win because if you lose the right way, yeah, it it, put, it gets you over more. Man, like, Zig- like, like how many people are like Ziggler's my favorite wrestler? Yeah, and like his career is defined by his losses. Like, yeah, uh, obviously he has the amazing cash and stuff, but like, you know, like. To people, it's like the Ziggler effect. Like you come in and you beat Ziggler, and like you like get launched into. Daniel Garcia lost every match in the seats in the C two. Yeah, and he's and he's then he won the last hot. one against Brody King. He's and white hot now. White hot now. Like it, if you lose the right way, it makes oh, all yeah, the difference. Like, in the world. Uh, that makes zero. Sense. That I I could never ever imagine being like. I don't know. Doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah. Full Hulk Hogan. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, work for but me, like brother. if you can't, like if you cannot. Like, it, it's it's delusional. And with him, in case people don't know what we're talking about and why we're talking about Miro, Miro went on Twitter and he responded to a one of those um, fan engagement AW pages um, and quote retweeted a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not an excerpt because it wasn't accurate, right? But a little excerpt from um, the interview Tony Khan did, or the scrum that Tony Khan scrum, did, yeah. where Tony Khan basically says that like Miro um, isn't available for Meat Madness because there's injuries and stuff. But here's the thing. He doesn't actually say that. And Miro never listened to the clip or listened to what Tony Khan said. So people were kind of putting two and two together that Miro wasn't available, that Keith Lee wasn't available, and that's why the match wasn't happening. And um, basically, Miro read this clip where somebody surmised that themselves um, and put it in a tweet and quote retweeted saying that it's not my fault that Tony Khan doesn't know I'm injured since fucking October or September or whatever it was and that I got um, I got medical treatment in January. Like, that is, like, so fucking amateur for starters. It's amateur. It's disrespectful. It's also inaccurate because he wrestled two matches on collision in October and a pay-per-view and um, he wrestled in December. Yeah. So like I know he probably was injured when he was doing it, but like he's clear he's been available up until now. So like Tony yeah. Khan knows like seems silly, seems very silly, and I think it seems very disrespectful. And then like an hour later, he he tweeted something nice about Sting because Brian Danielson probably like, you know, threatened him. 
I don't know. I just like just get over yourself. That's what I'd say. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't have like a tech for that. It's like if you can't like if you're afraid to be losing on TV, like it don't like. I I have a take on it. Joe, what's gonna do worse for you than uh, losing on TV? Not being on TV at all. This is the point I'm about to make. I think even if you're like the biggest, biggest, biggest star, you shouldn't be able to pull the card of no, no, I don't want to lose. Yeah. No one should be allowed to do that. The point I brought up about John Cena is John Cena is like one of the biggest re- like superstars wrestlers ever. Like, like if he if he really really disagreed with something, you should hear him out. Like, Miro's not in that category. There's no reason why he should be able to do that. But that's the, that's my two cents on it anyway. But um, we are an hour in. Sweet. Do to, we don't have to do the car if you don't want to. What? Do no, I? no, we'll do the cars. Okay, cool. We'll do the car. Let me get the AW cars. It's funny that you knew exactly what I was t- I was talking about. Um, I was going to jump to the cards. So, the card for tonight is. Give me, give me who you think is going to win. We'll do it one by one, right? So Chris Jericho versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Lance Archer versus Wardlow versus Wardlow. Dante Martin <laughs> versus Hook versus Brian Cage versus. Is that Kaliso? Who's that? That's that's not Rey Mysterio. No, it's one of the CML lads. Oh, okay, great. I can't yeah. remember his name. Whoever, right? Wardlow's winning. Yeah, Wardlow, hundred percent. He has, has to, to be. Yeah, it's part. It's part of the story they're pushing. Osprey Keshta. Oh, I can't wait for this match. This this is the one yeah. I'm looking forward to a lot. Osprey. Yeah. I agree. Has to, and I think he leaves the Callis family, or he gets heated, and it sets the thing up for Wednesday for him to leave. Yeah. If uh, Carl Fletcher's Hopefully, Carl Fletcher, uh, his visa issues are sorted by Wednesday. Hopefully. That'd be sweet as fuck to see that, man. FTR, PCC. I think this goes to a time limit draw. They've been tasing it out. I can't go to a time limit draw. I think it will. I don't think there... I think there's no time limit. Oh, really? They haven't announced it, but that's what they've been pushing. There's no time limit. Oh, okay. So, what they've been saying on, like, all of the... the this, Oh, yeah, time limit, blah, 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 blah. I don't think there is a time limit. Okay. I thought they were going now, to go to uh... there, there is a chance there is a time limit And I could be wrong yeah. But this is how I picked this up So let's say there is a, Let's say there's no time limit Who are you picking? Oh, FTR No I don't FTR FTR Oh you're torn Yeah I am I am I think they're building up Mox and Claudio To go for the tag titles That'd be sick Right In the In the tournament that's coming up Yeah FTR already established and they but they didn't win against the BCC yet yeah they win FTR win FTR win yeah I'll hold the mic go on. oh sorry no you're fine <laughs> I realised I was getting too close yeah. to it <laughs> that's fine no you weren't close at all you're fine your can's a bit full <laughs> um, so FTR I agree yeah Christian Cage Daniel Garcia uh, Cage I think uh, after this Copeland comes back I think Copeland costs Cage oh, I, 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 I don't think that the titles needed for the, the rubber it's match. not because it's a blood feud now yeah yeah so I don't think the titles needed and Edge Plus wasn't going for the title for the title he was going for Christian so um, I think Daniel Garcia gets his title yeah Eddie Kingston Brian Danielson oh I can't this is another banger man oh my god <laughs> Kingston and Brian refused to shake his hand. I, I think that makes all the sense in the world. Um, Danielson 
I know wants to continue doing jobs. He loves doing jobs, right? At what point is this man going to win a fucking title? He has to. I don't know if he will. If, if, he, if he beats Eddie Kingston here and in like a month's time or at Dublin or nothing or something, there's a rematch. Yeah. And he loses or if there's a big dynamite in between, he can lose the title back. Yeah. If they want to, right? Um, I think Eddie Kingston wins personally. But I'm so on board with Danielson winning. I really am. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I just, I just love the, these two. Are like always, pull bangers. Bangers, out the bag, yeah. So, um, Orange Cassidy, Roderick Strong, strong. Surely to, to God. Uh, Imagine if that Cassidy wins. I think this title has this uh, thing is take like overstayed its welcome with Cassidy. Like so, they got, they got the second run. They didn't bring it back to Mox, and like they haven't really done much. I don't understand why they were like, I'm gonna take the title. In eight weeks, I was like, that is the dumbest thing ever. He's doing open challenges every single week. Every week, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's quite illogical. I also think that there is severe Orange Cassidy fatigue. Um, I don't know. I just think they've kind no, of... No, no, I love Orange Cassidy. I just think they've taken him off the boil. And if like, you... the focus, again, the focus is not on him right. at the minute. Listen, like... listen, right. Cassidy loses and is off TV for two months. Yeah. Are you telling me people will not be fucking elated? Oh to no, see him yeah, in no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Take I'm him off just, TV for two but months. But I just think Keep a break, like. Uh, I think Trent goes heel. Ooh, Trent Barretta turns heel. Yeah, they've, I mean, they've been teasing it for a while. They've been teasing it for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I I'm on the I'm on board with Roderick Strong. By the way. Yeah. Tony Storm, Diana Perazzo. Tony Storm. But we start to see shades of like normal storm. Um, I think people are think like you need someone who is able to elevate the title and hold it to such a high level. I think Tony Storm's doing that. I think she's killing it at the minute. Yeah. And like what where it? like it feels like a main event title. Here's right? the thing is like who's like the boss is coming in. Diana Perazzo, no offense to Diana Perazzo, right? She does not scream to me someone who's going to have an amazing feud with Britt Baker, Sasha Banks, sorry, Sasha Banks, Mercedes, Mercedes Monet, or Jamie Hayter, for example. I just it, think right now the character of Tony Storm, there's more to sink into because Diana Perazzo is deadly. If Tony Storm wins and Jamie Hayter comes back, that is perfect. Yeah, but like, I hope. If he, Jamie he, Hayter comes back, I hope she comes back for the TBS because. Uh, the second Monet comes in there's going to be no focus on no because Jamie Hayter versus Judy, Judy Hart like yeah yeah well why why would she not go for the title she lost Jamie Hayter because Sasha Banks is coming in and there's going to be no focus on her she's going to be like again being the third leg of a story when there's two like yeah but you can do multiple stuff look at look at the world title picture but that's imagine, w- imagine but again, nothing. But, yeah but like Again, that's a feud, and Joe's tagged onto it. He's like the third person in that feud. I dis I disagree with like what what you're saying about the world title. It's next, by the way. So Hangman Swerve and Samoa Joe, I they're hope- fighting over Joe's title. It's a feud, and I know he's inserted in the feud, but like, and I know he's not the focal yeah, point. Yeah, but the focal point is Hangman saying, "I'd rather, I'd rather die than see you yeah. win the title." So we know what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna tap out to Joe or, or pass out, and I, I think, I. He's going to lose in spite of Swerve. I, I think either Swerve takes out Hangman and Joe like throws out Swerve or the other, like or uh, Hangman takes out Swerve and Joe throws out yeah. Hangman. He's like, I was going to win except Joe so we can keep that bitchiness going. Yeah, I get you. 
something like that. Yeah. Joe wins. Yeah, I think it's just too early to take it off him. Yeah, Joe wins. Okay, Darby Allen Sting versus the Bucks. Then I actually have I don't know. It has to be Sting. I Darby. think uh I feel like uh the young Bucks attacking their sons and then <laughs> this thing going, You attack my sons and my dad died and now I'm coming for you. I feel like Sting has to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Cage comes out. I hear your father's dead. Yeah. Um, it's. I didn't realize this, by the way. It's advertised as a tornado tag. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. That makes sense. You couldn't do a traditional tag, and I don't think there's any point. Like you, wanna you, have you like, want to. You want the spots and shit. Yeah, like. but like you want small commercials as well, because like Sting's obviously not able to move as fast. as Yeah, that's true. He once was. That's true. People are very excited on Twitter. Yeah. So I'm glad that's done. Yeah. Looking forward to the show. It's going to be good. So, just to sign off here, we're an hour and seven minutes in. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to a podcast. We're in a podcast called Can I Borrow a Cup of Sugar? This is where we talk about neighbors. We're an hour and seven minutes in, and I want to top off with this. Do you remember Neighbours when there was a plane crash as I was mentioned before and all the characters they were just like we're just going to do new characters and then two came back went during their funeral and their mum slapped them for some reason I don't remember the dialogue <laughs> I remember it was really bad <laughs> <laughs> I just let them go do you remember, do you remember this? no no? okay no. well actually let's just google this quickly I oh my the, god I have so, so, so uh, after Mercer's um, tangent here, if you want to skip forward like two minutes or listen to the audio bed, neighbors new chapter. No that's way. that's when you're going to neighbors hear about the AEW Revolution Plane. review. Oh look, first thing, plane crash storyline. Not now. What year? Two thousand and five, and I remember that this noggin. Not completely scrambled. Do you know what I remember in 2005? What? The death of Eddie Guerrero. My, my memory is not as sad. <laughs> the plane crash is a storyline. <laughs> you, can, you, you can't say From the Australian television story. My memory is not sad. The plane crash. When an aeroplane oh carrying God. several characters crashed in <laughs> after oh a bomb, <laughs> a bomb was detonated. I don't remember the bomb. <laughs> Dad, what the fuck? The memory isn't as sad. The storyline aired as part of the show's 20th anniversary and will be the catalyst for several major storylines. Can you imagine like how the fuck do we get another storyline? Deborah cheated on Ken and we don't want to split them up. Bob on the plane. Put her in the put her in the plane. Put her in the plane. She won tickets. <laughs> I pick up now. Yeah, that is crazy. Anyway, that is crazy. Okay, thank you, Bruce. Can, hey. I, ever, can I have a recurring segment like every week where I just come back home with like a different, well, what, what this like with a cup of sugar segment? <laughs> yeah, just a just a different neighbor segment every like. But it has to be like I can't Google them. I just have to remember from my noggin. We'll get you on video next time. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Like my room has space for the three of us. That is sweet. So we'll get you on video. No, I'll, cool. I'll have three mics. I remember this one time in Neighbours, right? So, this is just... Uh, this is the Neighbours podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, okay, no, so, sorry, this is my last... Sorry, it's the only, no, it's the only ju- one. Just like, stay with me, it's just the stay only with one. Me, just stay with me. We're the number one Neighbours <laughs> podcast in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we, we call ourselves? The guys next door. We're not, like, Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs>
you wouldn't. So this, this, thank you for clarifying. I got the, the joke. I got the joke. That's a good endpoint right there. That's a good endpoint. <laughs> the AEW Revolution review is next. <laughs>